Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you're having a good Hopefully cooler night than we've had here lately. It's been a little toasty, but here I am. Hope you're all well. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to stay cool. I have central air. I'm not, I don't have anything to complain. So what are you complaining about for? I'm not. I'm just hoping everybody else is staying cool. Oh, well. That's all. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, we have a good show tonight. Uh, We have a guest that, uh, Ann. And actually uh, requested so. And found a guest. It's yep. amazing. Well, Ron, Ron found the guest and suggested well, the guest. Okay. Because I always have to do the work. Well, it's your show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You tell me that all the time. It's your show. Yeah. You know, it is. That's besides the... I just. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just the uh, fluff, right? I'm just the fluff. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, joining us now from South Carolina, maybe, I guess, is Liz Anderson. Uh, I don't know your official title, Liz, but it's Liz Anderson. Welcome. Well, uh, hi, everybody. I am am Liz Anderson. I'm the administrator of the Chester County Historical Society. That's my official title. (laughs) So uh, that's... Now, okay, I, I got so many things. First of all, it's always good to have people from the historic societies because I absolutely love historic societies. Uh, I'm very big into uh, preservation. Um, uh, that's my second love. So thank you for all you do as far as that. Now, yeah, yeah so the uh, Chester Historical Society, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, we're housed in the 1914 Chester County Jail. Um, had a historical society there, oh, I think since 1912 wow. in, in, in the city of Chester. However, we've been in the 1914 jail since 1981, where we house a museum, obviously, and an archive uh, on, on all things Chester County. And we also house quite a few ghosts there, too. Excellent. That's the so, best part. <laughs> well, yeah, no. For me, the it his, is. <laughs> History is cool stuff. Don't don't throw that away. Oh, I'm not. You can't. Chester you can't. has an amazing history, and just today I was standing in a building where Mary Boykin Chestnut stayed while she was writing Diary from Dixie, which is a pretty famous account of uh, from Civil War times. Oh. So the building's very old. Um, and also very haunted. Excellent. Chester, Chester has a, a really neat history and an old history. 
Well, why don't you give us ancient crossroads? Yeah, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, you know history about the town itself, or the county? Is it a town or a county? Now I'm a little confused. Well, okay, we're the county historical society, but it's locating located in the city of Chester, um, which used to be known as Chesterville. Before that, it was an ancient Native American crossroads. The Okanichi Trail and the Saluda Gap Road crossed right where the city of Chester stands today. So millions of souls have come through there. The 1914 jail where the museum is housed is on the street behind um, the Okanichi Trail, or which became the Great Philadelphia Wagon Road, um, eventually. Um, so ancient history there. Um, the town, I think the first buildings were built about 1735, um, and there was a courthouse by around 1760. Um, that all, I think the town also has burned down at least twice completely. <laughs> Oh, and wow. they finally <laughs> stopped allowing wood buildings. Yes, I think about 1850, they stopped allowing uh, brick uh, wood buildings because it kept burning down, obviously. <laughs> uh, so um, everything uptown uh, is now brick. It's called the city on a, a hill. It's literally, literally up on a hill. Um, oh, wow. I've been working in the jail since 2009. Mm-hmm. Um there's barely a week that goes by, although lately it's been pretty quiet, um, but barely a week go by that you don't hear something or sense something. Um, I also have to add that I am um, a medium and a psychic, and uh-huh. my psychic abilities I was born with, and so I've always been able to um, sense things that many people don't seem to sense. Uh, we'll put it that way. How's that? Okay. Um, I, I love I love the way we, you just jumped right into the ghost stuff. It was like you couldn't wait to get it out. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I've had so much fun with them. Uh, evidently, which is good. If you have a passion for something, you certainly want to, uh, you know, express it and, and let everyone else know as well. So, so you were a psychic. Now, um, I, I'm going to try to. What became first you involved in the? Uh, the historic society, or are you knowing about the ghosts there? Oh, I knew about the ghosts there long before I ever worked there. I think okay. I, moved, I lived in Chester and like I moved there like in 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I never. Where are you from um, originally? I'm originally from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Because uh-huh. I didn't detect any southern a- accent at all. That's why no, I was. No, like, but my know. daddy, my daddy was from Hickory. Um, so I have a southern half, and I actually have I, I have a more significant and deeper southern heritage than most born here southerners. So <laughs> I, I, I don't shy away from I'll stay here if I want to. Um, <laughs> because, and, and I guess that's part of the New Jersey in me. Um, it, it actually, in the museum, we house... Um, the only firing Confederate made 10 pounder. Oh, okay? wow. The, the historical society owns it. Um, and I'm the one that makes sure that it's, it's used properly. Oh my goodness. So that's a gun. So for, for those that us are not really familiar. So that's a gun. 
cannon. It is a field, yes, it's a field artillery piece. It's a weapon of mass destruction. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I don't know these things, so. (laughs) Well, in the Civil War, Chester had an arsenal, an armory, Mm -hmm. um, a couple of hospitals, a jail full of Yankees, and they were the end of the line for the Southern Railway by 1865. You know, Sherman took care of everything south of there by then. So the last train from Richmond ended its journey in Chester. Oh, okay. uh, the the last place the Confederate gold was ever seen or signed over officially was in Chester. So the town has a lot of history, oh um, and a lot of um, a lot of souls left behind is mm-hmm. the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's re- there's just hardly street in the immediate city that you won't find some type of haunting. Wow. And I'm quite serious. It's one of the most haunted. And Matawan, my hometown, is, from I think, founded in 1635, so it's pretty old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also a pretty haunted place. So uh-huh. is the paranormal accepted down there? I thought that was like Baptist country or oh, something. Really? No, I have to tell you, uh, even having ghost tours at first, mm-hmm was um, I got a few calls from, like, the church ladies. Oh. Um, and, and, and I did have, um, at first, one lady who would um, say she was going to pray all the ghosts, you know, out of there. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> oh. um, right. So, I, you know, I just, I, you know, every, I respect everybody's beliefs. Mm-hmm. I am dealing in what I know, okay? This <laughs> is not, oh, I think I heard something from me. I can actually hear them. Mm-hmm. So, and and whether or not anybody believes me at, at my age, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I've seen. I know what I've heard. I know what I've been told. So you cl- cl- you clear audience? Oh yeah. Okay. That's the best part. <laughs> I can I cannot even tell. You, there's a steel door. The how um, the 1914 jail is um, designed. It's a poured concrete building based on a Frank Lloyd Wright construction technique. Oh, okay. So they poured the walls, they stood them up, four stories. The first floor is pretty much empty for for an archives, and that's where the prisoners used to come in on the very ground floor. The second Mm -hmm. floor was where the jailer lived, him and his family. So it was better appointed. You know, you had hardwood floors, and um, they put crown molding up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the bedroom and it one of the first buildings in town with indoor plumbing. So they did have a bathroom. Nice. Um, three bedrooms, a, a living room and a kitchen. And then there's a steel door at the end of the ha- this long hallway. And behind that steel door is the prison. Ah. You go up two floors and there's two floors of cell block. It's one of the scariest places at night, even if it wasn't haunted. Um, I believe it, it's it's scary. Um, and then, so imagine it, living there in the middle. I mean, just sandwiched in with your family. That's kind of bizarre. I, you know, I've talked to um, a woman who grew up there. And mm-hmm. we have a video somewhere in the museum of this woman, you know, telling this is my brother's room. This is my, you know, where I slept with my sister mm-hmm. and stuff. But she wasn't frightened at all. Really? Now, I have talked to other people in town, and they'll tell you their their parents would not allow them to go down McAlilly Street 
I bet. Why? Because of the prison. Oh. Um, it, 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 it's imposing. I, you can go online and see pictures of her. She's a pretty imposing-looking building. Yes, I she is. I looked at it. Section yes. for her. I have a deep and abiding affection for her um, <laughs> with, with all her quirks. Um, I got the job by chance. Um, mm-hmm. It was during the 2009 recession, and I am do administrative work by trade. That's always been my, you know, how I made my money. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother-in-law was in the Historical Society, and they had gotten some kind of grant. And for the first time in their lives, they were going to be able to pay somebody. I think it was like $10,000. Something (laughs) fantastic like that. Um, But there were no jobs. And I I said, I'll take it, right? And I fell immediately in love because I'm also a history buff. Um, And you couldn't help it. I mean, the first thing I stumbled into is one of the biggest photography collections in the oh, state. Right. Right? Yep. You know, from 1918 to 19, I mean, oh, so I was gone. And <laughs> I probably was there about a week. And I will tell you the truth. It took me a while to go downstairs. <laughs> on there was a curator there when I first started, so I wasn't alone, alone in the building all the time. Right. Um, but if I needed anything from that, because the presence of who I now call the trustee uh-huh. um, was so strong. I mean, he made himself known to me. Um, uh-huh. I'd get to the top of those stairs and pull open. There's a iron um, gate that you have to open, bars across this doorway mm-hmm. to go downstairs. And um, it creaks. And every time I would open it, I would hear, uh-uh. Don't run ah! down those stairs, girl. <laughs> Ooh, oh, stairs. and it would just unnerve me. And, yeah. and, and I, it, I would, you know, come on, I have to work here. And I finally, what happened with him was we finally, I finally talked my board of directors into allowing um, paranormal investigations if we didn't advertise them. Mm-hmm. And then I finally talked him into doing ghost tours. Mm-hmm. where we just took people through the building and this is our experience. And cause I have an intern who is equally as psychic and as I am, mm-hmm. and she's had experiences separate from mine. Um, so we give a pretty good ghost tour of the, the building, um, but it was after what, that first investigation, we have a bench upstairs where Aaron Burr slept. No lie. Oh, <laughs> Right, it was, he was, yes, he was arrested in Chester. It's where he made his famous speech, you know, please don't, you know, please don't, you know, prosecute me. I wasn't really going to do all those things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm misunderstood. Right. (laughs) He was totally misunderstood, but the people in Chester didn't believe him. They (laughs) threw him back on his horse and sent him and the federal agents out to Lewis Turnout, where he slept on that bench for the night. So it is now in the museum. But anyway, if there's, I usually do not follow around for investigations because I don't need to go hunt ghosts. Mm-hmm. I just don't, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. If they need me, they know where to find me. Uh, one of my <laughs> friend, a friend of mine once said, you're like that motel in the middle of the desert with the vacancy sign, you know, flashing in the night. There she is. <laughs> anyway, um, 
these investigators were downstairs, and we have a code of ethics. There's no taunting. You're in a jail. These guys weren't in there. You know, these people weren't in jail because they were especially nice people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, and remember, you know, this is also an ancient crossroads, and I have had bleed-overs from that. You know, think, people just traveling through. Think of how many people traveled the Great Philadelphia Wagon Road. Oh, sure. Right? So, anyway... I tell these two guys, you know, don't, don't, no taunting. And I go back up and I'm asleep on the Aaron Burr bench. And (laughs) one of my bosses um, is asleep in a chair next to me, right? You know, we're both sort of snoozing. And we hear somebody scream like a banshee. Uh I mean, like a banshee. And I think, the heck is going on? Next thing I know, that steel door at the end of the hallway flies open. This guy. And I'm sure you've both seen paranormal investigators. A lot of them wear Velcro vests and they have stuff taped all over them. (laughs) This guy guy is peeling stuff off of him and throwing stuff down. He's about white. He's sweating bullets. I said, what happened? He he went and out the door. (laughs) Next thing I know, the next guy's coming. He's right after him. So I go out there and I go, what did you do? You taunted them, didn't you? I found out later. They would not admit to it, but I found out later the one guy said, my name's Officer So-and-so, and I demand you show yourself. And he got jacked up against the wall. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Good. And so immediately he turns Pentecostal and decides he's going to go tell people in town that we have a demon living in the first Oh, day. no. God's sake. Well, I told everybody, do you think I'd be, well, you know, he's no longer involved in uh, ghost hunting. He's now a Pentecostal minister. However, (laughs) I know. Stitched. I told him he had to go and apologize. That's exactly what I told him. Wow. Um, He wouldn't do it. So I cut off all paranormal investigations after that. Uh And it was about two years later. Um, when the Charlotte Area Paranormal Society, the CAPS lady, called me, Tina McSwain, and asked me if they could investigate. And I said, okay, I'll let you investigate, but you're going to sit down in the basement with me, you know, and talk to the trustee first. Mm-hmm. I think she thought I was a little crazy, <laughs> but she, they did it. They came, and the whole team sat down with me, and within two seconds, we were all crying. Oh, the, the feeling of complete sadness washed over all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of us, you know, and, and I knew that he wanted the reassurance that that would never happen again. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then and, uh, I said, Dan, you've got the option to not participate, too. Mm-hmm. You know, hide wherever you need to hide if you don't want to participate. Because he's around a lot. He, you know, he's present a lot. And I know, Do you know who he is? Yes, basically. Well, we don't like to say names because he still has, like, grandchildren in town. Okay, I got it. Okay, I got it. Fair enough. Yeah, so we call him the trustee. All right, fair enough. I will tell you he was uh, convicted of murdering his wife. Oh. You know I, I want to give you credit. I want to give you credit for that because uh-huh. I, I know and seen so many mediums that'll go into a place 
and they'll say, oh, this man was in here and he was the, the principal and, and he was a pedophile and, and everything else. Mm. And this guy's dead and gone and they're, they're slandering and everything else. And they have absolutely no proof other than what they're saying. And they, they may even have still family or relatives alive. Right. And it, it, it's just morally corrupt to do something like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I have to tell you. I consider my abilities spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. and I have always been cautious of being a good steward of them. Um, that's why I, you know, I, I've given readings and all like that all my life, mm-hmm. um, but I've hardly ever charged anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, because if somebody finds me and they need help, then it behooves me to. No, use that's, my gifts, but you know the the ghost stuff is totally different. I'm just sensitive to it, right? You know, and, and, and you know the the paranormal investigators are, are guilty of the same thing. And I didn't mean to just uh, oh no 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 I've seen medium side because they you know they'll get something like that guy. He, he has an experience and he's going around telling the demons there. Right. So you know it's the same way they they're. they're uh, you know, they get some voices on their, their recorder or, or, or on a spirit box or something, and they can get misconceptions or, you know, whatever. Uh, so, you know, they're just as much as guilty as mediums, too, in, in doing that type of thing. Well, he was funny because he came back later and said that um, the trustee was just trying to show him how he felt. And I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sure was trying to show you how he felt. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a break. Yeah. Then see, you see, I'm not even using his name. You know, uh, I, 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 why drag people through the mud? Right, exactly. It, there's so many fantastic. I've I've heard a guitar playing ghost in that building. Oh. I have had experiences all my life. First time I ever heard a a, a ghost tune a guitar and then start playing it. <laughs> and, and my mother ran a music school, so I know exactly what it sounds like when right. somebody tunes a guitar. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting down in the archives, which is in an annex off the back of the building, the old holding cells. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in there, and I'm like, who the heck? I mean, these walls are 12 inches thick, at least. Right. At least a foot thick, and I poured concrete. I broke my leg down there, and no one heard me screaming. Oh, no! They, right. So, I mean, oh, I know. But that's... I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, Do I, am I hearing a guitar? It was one of those things where you'd get up and go towards the sound mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be there anymore. It would be behind you or somewhere mm-hmm. else. So I sat back down and then he just broke out to into rag, like a ragtime tune. <laughs> Played the hell out of it. <laughs> and I think I heard most of the song. Wow. Uh, then I would, so, you know, it sort of faded out, and uh, and then I told the, um, about a day later, I asked Gary Roberts, I said, do you ever hear anything down in the uh, archives? And he looked at me and said, a guitar. Oh. <laughs> now, so, this guy, and he was, you know, down to earth as anybody. Well, what what I was going to ask you is is you know the the some of the beliefs is that there are two types of hauntings, which is a uh, you know intelligent haunting where you it's actually right. spirit and and a residual haunting where energy is actually imparted, and of course the the stone tape theory where where it can be captured and, and replayed under certain conditions. Do you, was that do you think was an intelligent 
haunting or, or was it just something that was trapped? I think, that, I think the guitar playing is residual. Okay. I really do. And mm-hmm. there's a, another residual in the hallway upstairs. It's a woman that crosses from the kitchen into the girl's bedroom. And mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many, at least 100 people have seen her. Really? Hmm. Yeah, easily. Full, easily. Full body apparition? Nope. You always catch like the bottom half of her. Uh, that's the only part I've seen of her is like her foot and her skirt, yep. you know, and going uh-huh. into the doorway. Um, other people have seen her. Full. Somebody saw the trustee full body. Oh, um, really? I think a guy from Charleston. I was showing him. We're putting new windows in the building. Mm-hmm. And he was from Charleston, a restoration guy. And we're going around the building. We've been all the way around. We go down the stairs. And he went ahead of me. And he turns around at the bottom of the stairs. He says, who's the old man? Oh. <laughs> and I said, there's no one down here. You just saw me unlock to get you out of And um, so he said, no, no, no. And he ran into the trustee's room where the trustee stayed for 40 years. Oh and and was circling the pillar because it was empty at the time. Circling mm-hmm. the pillar. And he's like, where did he go? And I said, well. I'm jealous because I've never seen him. Wow. <laughs> you know, full body. I've never seen him full bodied at all. I've seen his mm-hmm. energy, but never full bodied like that. He looked at the guy, turned around to me, and said, um, I've lived in Charleston my whole life and never seen a ghost. I come to Chester and I see a ghost. <laughs> there you go. They gave me $100, donated 100 bucks to the museum. So oh, that's good. Wow. The, the so, ghosts haven't caught in decent money. Yep. So anyways, we are coming up to break right now, so we're going to have to take a short break. Uh, You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio uh, with Ann and Ron, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on uh, Ghost Chronicles on Patreon. Uh, So... Yeah, so I guess we're going to take a break. Anyways, we'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And our special guest this evening, Liz Anderson from the Chester Jail Tours in South Carolina. We're back. Here we are. Ron. Liz, you still... <laughs> I am still here. <laughs> you were doing so fine. Would you want me to jump goodness. in? Yes. Well, usually do. You usually have a question after the break. I didn't oh, know that you were just going to throw it back to me. Sorry. Jeez. Anyway. Cheers. I guess I just don't have a town. Oh. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we are speaking with uh, Liz Anderson. And we're talking about the Chester Jail, which is an impressive building. It's a huge building. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not really homey looking. I would give you that. No. I'm not. <laughs> Not, isn't even that creepy looking, to be honest with you, uh, but it's extremely haunted, evidently. So um, what are the goals of the Historic Society? You have, you must have some goals that, that you're working on to uh, reach. Well, well, they, they don't have much to do with the ghosts. Um, like <laughs> That's I, okay. Like I said, we have one of the largest photography collections in the state, so mm-hmm. we're busy processing um, and digitizing that collection. The Henry wow. Nichols collection is part of the South Carolina Digital Library and the National Public Digital Library. Nice. So we work on that and did a lot of that today, and it's really neat to go through the old photographs. And um, he did a lot of reproduction work. Um, we also um, have acquired some very large uh, local history um, the files from... Uh, a woman named Ann Marion who was absolutely knew everything about Chester County and mm-hmm. um, kept every piece of paper about Chester County. So we're also cataloging that. We also have um, displays in the museum. Um, right now we're switching over. Uh, Chester was part of the World War II Carolina Maneuvers. Oh, wow. Um, so we have a tape of Patton on a review stand. At Chester's where they tested whether they would use that new Jeep or continue using horses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, truly. So <laughs> they, they also built a, a, they evacuated a textile mill in Chester um, and built a uh, evacuation hospital, um, things like that. They, they played Army. Uh-huh. So Patton and all those guys played Army. Right. So is this area, Chester, South Carolina, is that very close to North Carolina border? Or? Um, about, a, about an hour, I'd say. An hour. Uh, it, 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 yeah. it's, in, it's in a, they call the the Piedmont or the okay. Midlands. Oh, yeah. So we're, yeah. We're, we're like, we're like uh, uh, between 
Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Um, I, I live you. close. To, I I live close. I live further um, north. I don't live in Chester. Oh, all right. I heard you mentioned Charlotte, so I right. know that's in North Carolina. My right, son yeah. lives in right. Wilmington. And it's not far. It's not far. Yeah. It's about fifty to fifty minutes. Oh, from the interstate. Okay. And the Carolina is in Wilmington. The the yes. ship. Right. The ship. On the, the river. And the Yorktown, the Yorktown is in Charleston. Okay. Um, and, and I will tell you, I have done, um, I, we have a good friend who is a plank holder on Yorktown. And I can also tell you that it is very haunted. Mm-hmm. And ex- oh, wow. it's exactly where they tell everybody the permanent haunting is, in by the barracks where they, or the, the racks where they sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear that guy. He's oh like, God. oh, good man, have it come again. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm standing in line and I'm listening to this guy gripe. Ah. <laughs> you know, and I just, and, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, buddy, I know it, it is an intrusion. And he's like, well, move him along. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call an intelligent home. He oh. must have played it to me, Anna. Huh? Funny, right? Right, right. And the woman next to me looked at me and she started giggling and I said, Yep, time to move along. She said, Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so there, it's fun when you meet other people. That's you know, really funny. And we've had some fun people, you know, on our ghost tours and we've had some hilarious times um, mm-hmm. doing paranormal investigations. Yeah. Um, and, and not because of just the ghosts, because of how people react. when they think something has happened right you know i've I've had people take pictures of the plastic bag and swear it was some kind of aberration you know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a ghost it's a ghost you have to point out no no plastic just wrapped around that thing over there yeah you have other ghosts beside the trustee mm -hmm. that's that are permanent yeah and billy and billy is all billy is also an intelligent haunting. Those are the two main. Um, and again, we don't use last names. Um, Billy is up on the very top um, cell block. There's three. There's two um, floors of cell blocks upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to. Are the, the cells still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. Oh, oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they they film movies in there fairly often. Oh, that's cool. Um, now we have one row, one cell block that still the doors still work because I mean this was you know the latest technology of 1914. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole jail ran on two keys. Oh so boy, two keys. Yep, the, the whole jail ran on two keys. Um, <laughs> I know they had a dumb waiter that carried you know the the uh, food up to the prisoners. Um, it was pretty notorious to have bad food. Now, Bill, Billy is really who looks out for us, and and he looks over to me. Um, if anything's going on, Billy will be the one to come alert. You know? Oh wow! He's, yeah, he's he's actually come and told Allie that somebody was trying to steal something. Oh! And, and she got up, and absolutely, they were trying. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> so, right. So, and he also, when they filmed the movie up there one time, um, let me know that those cell block doors worked. I didn't think any of them worked. 
And I certainly <laughs> didn't want to lock some actress. <laughs> you know, in, in this, uh, sorry, lady, I got to call the county. Huh? Yeah. Let me get one of those two keys. <laughs> well, no, that's not going to work because it's like a giant gearbox. And the reason the other doors don't work is the gears and, you know, it's, they're old. Oh, right. Right, right. So. Oh, my goodness. Every time I opened and shut that door, he was with me uh-huh. and saying, it's okay. It's going to work. Oh, no my God. It works. What and it movie? Did. What movie? What movie? Can it you tell us? It was called An Act of Terror. It was huh? a, a documentary oh. about the youngest woman who was executed in the electric chair in Virginia. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, that's so, so Billy, that's neat. Oh, so look that up. Billy was, so Billy must have been, it, so I assume the higher floor you're on, the worse your crime? Is that uh, how that? No, it's segregation. Oh. oh it oh. was a segregated jail the entire time it operated. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, See, and that's, that's, I think, you have that layer, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because out front, McElroy Street was cotton docks for, a hundred years at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, would have been all slaves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Moving the cotton. Mm-hmm. The, the mules. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll smell, you'll, you'll smell horses and mules. <laughs> when oh, you go that's... to the building, yeah. you'll catch a faint smell. And Allie's noticed it too at mm-hmm. certain times. Um, huh. Billy, um, like I said, he's our help, and he is the one that gets a lot of attention because he'll show up on, you know, their screens and stuff. Um, <laughs> he's sort of playful, and actually, they have him one time. He's like bopping this girl on the head. <laughs> I can't even explain it. I think they use connects or something. I'm oh, not yeah. the ghost hunting stuff, but anyway, so he's he, he's pretty easy when he wants to be okay he also has that option you know there's no forced participation um there's been a lot of activity in a woman's cell now my favorite sighting only because you know drunk people can be funny yeah there used to be a bar across the street and there was a deck out back and I can't tell you how many times, two o'clock in the morning, I get a call. There's someone up in the jail. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, oh. Where are they? And they'll tell me, well, he's walking in front of them windows, right? Very top windows. Uh-huh. The problem with that is there's no floor under those uh. very top windows. <laughs> and you'd have to walk through the bars, the mm-hmm. cell blocks. You'd have to walk through several bars oh, <laughs> to get there. So, so the, the top so, floor, the top floor has no floor. There's no floor underneath those windows. Oh, okay. When you go up, when you go up into the prison, yeah. it's like a giant box built on top of the concrete floor, mm-hmm. like an erector set, but mm-hmm. it's iron bars. Okay. And inside uh, the giant box. There's another box of cell of, of cells, Ooh. and I think there's 20 cells on each floor. You should put that. some 
some yeah. pictures of the interior of actually more pictures of the jail itself on your your website so that mm. people well, get, get yeah i'm gonna we're getting ready to wander through and do a whole bunch because they're going to do renovations on the building mm-hmm. so we're starting to move stuff and that's disturbing oh, everybody. Okay. yeah um so we're going to film the process mm-hmm. um of no, that's great everything and um yeah and we have all the graffiti uh catalogued we actually did that um <laughs> oh excellent oh the graffiti was great <laughs> most of it's peeling off now but the, the, we uh, toured a former sheriff there a former jailer there his um grandchildren mm-hmm. and one of the part of the graffiti says um sheriff so-and-so steals food from prisoners Mm-hmm. So I see this guy reading, and it's pretty big. <laughs> it's hard to miss, right? Mm-hmm. I see him reading it, and he turns to this woman and says, Granddaddy was a thief. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, I've had some pretty funny times, Torin. Um <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've gotten up from my desk on the main floor and walked down the hallway, either go into one of the archives. There's three archives down there now. And open that steel door, and I hear two men talking. Oh, I can't even tell you how many times that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually just shut the door and go back to my desk for a minute and <laughs> give them finish their conversation. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a moment. I'll give you a moment. I tell you, the very first day, I said, "Hello, everybody. I know you know I'm here. I know you know that I know you're here. So you know I've got to work." So if you're, there's been times when I've had to go upstairs and tell them to be quiet (laughs) because it got too noisy, cell doors banging and the the dumb waiter opening and, you know, no, stop. You're scaring me now. Okay. Now you have to stop. And they've always been very kind about it. Um, But like I said, I've had these interactions my entire life. Um, I can tell you my favorite one. I was going to ask you that. I lived in an old, old house in Greenville, South Carolina, which must have been absolutely beautiful in its day. Parquet floors, pocket doors, you know, Mm -hmm. those glass doorknobs on all the other doors. Mm -hmm. And I lived downstairs on one side of the house, and there were four other apartments in the house. And the girl upstairs worked the second shift, and she liked to go out. And she came home, I don't know, like 2 o'clock in the morning one night. I never heard her. I was asleep because I, I always worked in offices, right? I'm getting up in the morning to go to work. And my phone rang. <laughs> and she says, what are you doing? I said, uh, Linda, I'm sleeping. And she said, uh-huh. And that's why you have six men in your living room. What? Now, I had the old drawing room. And, and was my living room, and it was like, mm-hmm. and it was a big house. So the living room was at the front of the, the the house, and then my kitchen was in the middle, the bathroom, and and you had to walk through all those rooms to get to my bedroom, which was at the back of the house, mm-hmm. whole side of the house, right? I said, Linda, get real. I'm sleeping. I got to go to work morning, and I hung up on her. <laughs> so I hear I hear her come downstairs, go to the front door, go out the front door because it's a big heavy door. And then come back in, go back upstairs. My phone rings again. Oh she my said, God. I just counted them. There are six <gasps> men in your living room drinking and smoking. 
I said, you're full of shit. And I hung on. <laughs> then I laid there, and I had a 90-pound golden retriever at the time. Oh, and, yes. and he didn't like to sleep on the bed. He got hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked down. I said, there. And right when I put my face over the side of the bed, I smelled cigar smoke. Oh. I thought, oh, girl. And then I saw the dog's ear sort of perk up. Mm-hmm. And he got on the bed. And I thought, <laughs> okay. And there I we did go. what everybody says, don't Big do. Brave dog. You know, in the movies, I got out of bed. I went through the bathroom. I got into the kitchen. I walked up to the door that was shut, going into the drawing room, into the living room. And the minute I, t- and I could hear them, I could hear glasses clinking. They were laughing and oh talking. My God. I could smell the cigars. The minute I put my hand on that doorknob, complete silence. Ah. I cracked that door open and I said, be quiet in here. You're waking up the neighbors. <laughs> the door and back to bed and made the door- dog stay with me. <laughs> I was just like, that's I awesome. Not- and now, did I see anything? No. No. But she counted the men in there. That's amazing. That's how manifest that place was so haunted. Four oh. West Earl Street in Greenville, South Carolina. I have never lived in a place as haunted as that. Apparently, the the butler in that house took great umbrage at a woman going in that drawing room. Oh. Mm. Truly. I was the first woman who had ever lived in that apartment. Mm-hmm. He would hide my keys. Oh, he no. Had, oh, Yeah. Take my keys. I'd be doing the dishes. He'd open the the um, cabinet doors on my shins. You know, <laughs> not real hard, but just enough to let me know he was. And wow. I finally said to him, "I'm not moving, so yeah. you better leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> you know, Knock and that's when he hid my keys. Now oh. that's when he hid my keys, and I was working for Shriners Hospital, and they had to rekey the hospital oh. because I had I couldn't find him. My mother comes down to visit six months later. I have placemats on a little kitchen table, right? She mm-hmm. says, what's this lump under this placemat? It's oh, all the keys to the hospital. Wow. I oh. was, oh, I was pissed at him. <laughs> that, that, I never once opened the door in that house, in that apartment, to my apartment, without feeling like somebody was watching me. Never no. once. Wow. Yeah. He, that was a really haunt, but that's that's really my favorite because it involves solid proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you've got somebody now, granted, she did been to a bar, but but nobody's counting six men in your living room <laughs> without them actually being there. And right. like I said, the minute my face came up, I smelled that cigar smoke. Oh. I thought, oh, come on, man! But and, and it was. And later on, I did communicate and find out who it, it was the owner of the guy who built the house. Really? That's my little dog, yes. <laughs> That's okay. My, I'm surprised mine have Oh, my husband's got them tonight. Mine usually are barking at something. Right, but, right. Oh, my God. That's an incredible, incredible story. I mean, and, and you got to figure, so your inhibitions are down. You're drinking. So... Yeah, probably are a little more open than you normally well, would she, be. She thought I was having this great party with this six big guys. And you didn't invite her. Myself. <laughs> That's what I thought was hilarious. But she thought that I, I mean, she was really angry. 
Oh, no. The second time she called me, she was like, I counted them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're not even going to invite me down, you Girlfriend. know? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Come on. Yep. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, she never did believe me that I didn't have six guys in my... Uh, oh. I, I worked with her wow. at Wow. She was mm-hmm. a couple of days, a couple of days later, and she said, "Well, thanks for inviting me down." Uh, I was like, okay. would, "Would you believe me if I told you they were ghosts?" And she went, "Uh huh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they must have been pretty solid. Next uh, time, I'll invite you, and you won't be so happy. There you right. Go. <laughs> exactly. The only solid, I think, the most solid ghost I've ever seen was in Madeline, in my hometown, and there was a a street called Ravine Drive that dipped down into like by the lake mm-hmm. um, into like this uh, we, uh, as kids we always called it spooky spot um, and this woman would literally manifest walking in front of you oh. and she'd maybe walk a few steps and then disappear I don't know mm-hmm. I, I, just about everybody in town has seen her oh that's funny yeah oh, no, it, yeah but I, it's, I think so, the first ghost, the first ghost I ever saw was when I, and when that was pretty manifest was as a child mm-hmm. that I remember was a Native American mm-hmm. in Madawan, which is a Native American name, right. um, means crazy water, I believe. Um, there were mitten mounds everywhere. Uh, mid mounds, is that what they're mitten mitten mounds mm-hmm. everywhere around my house like a burial um, mound no they were garbage mounds oh basically. okay <laughs> um, the lenape indians used to uh, summer there and mm-hmm. so they had these huge mid mounds and i used to love to sit on them and go through them you know pieces of shell and pieces of pottery mm-hmm. broken arrowheads you know oh, they're garbage okay. so it's like and, the dump um, yeah, yeah it, it, <laughs> but you know as a kid it was fascinating to me, and actually, I had a, quite the collection of arrowheads That's when cool. I left there that mm. I gave to the Boy Scouts. Nice. Um, anyway, I was sitting there one day, and right below me was the gully, and it's full of skunk cabbage and, and jacked in the pulpit. Oh, the yeah. The skunk cabbage was really tall, and I heard somebody running through it mm-hmm. and, and, like, hitting it, mm-hmm. and I could smell it like they were hitting it. And I looked up, and this Native American man was, Stopped and he looked at me and he knew that I could see him and he could see me. Uh-huh. And we were both sort of surprised. Well, hello. You know? yeah. And he just sort of raised his hand like, hello. And I said, you know, hi. You know, it's a little kid. It's probably five or six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then he just ran and he took like two steps and just cheered. That's cool. And I went home it and didn't scare you at all? Um, I was excited. I went home and told my mother. Uh-huh. I'd seen an Indian in the woods, and she just thought I was making up a story, I think. All right, right, right. You know, I don't think she... As kids do, yeah. I used to say things to her all the time, and she would say, no, no. Yeah. My father would always say, it's not the dead that can hurt you, it's the living. Oh, yes. I was like, well, I'm not afraid of them. Some of them, I, I have been, obviously. Mm-hmm. If they take you by surprise, you react well, right. just like anybody else. Of course, of course. I do. Oh, wow. I do. So um, are, you, are, your, are your ghost tours back up and running now? We are going to have 
them up in full force. And actually, we're participating in something called First Friday mm-hmm. in Chester, and we're going to offer up our first post-COVID uh, ghost tour. Oh, um, nice. Mm-hmm. Pre-renovation. So after renovations, I, I hope it's still as spooky, but it might not be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. you never know. I don't know. I, I really do want to save the building, too. Um, it's probably going to go on the National Register. It's a really... And actually, the Charleston jail that everybody goes to is mm-hmm. apparently going to shut down their tours, and they're converting it to an office building, is what I heard. Oh, no. So, ah. um, but so now we're the only multi-story jail of that offers a ghost tour in the state of South Carolina. Oh, my God. Oh. Whole state? Wow. Well, they, they didn't build many multi-story jails. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. In these small towns. Right. Chester was the county seat and was as big as Charlotte back in the 20s. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of a, the big deal in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even today, Chester County has 30,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. 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 So, so no. Yeah, that's the whole county. Mm-hmm. Oh, the whole county. The whole county. That's oh, whole sorry. County. I thought you meant the town. Sorry. No, no, no. That that has three thousand people. Oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> the town it I live in, has to, it might be up to thirty-five hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, the town I live in has like, um, like sixteen thousand people. So I'm thinking, oh, a town. That's that's pretty big. But no, whole county. Okay, got it. Right. Oh, it's the pizza from the dead. Which means we've got to wrap it up. I had one quick question before we do say goodbye to you. And do you allow Ouija boards or anything like that in there? No, we don't. And and why is that? Well, I have found that the people that need to use them probably don't need to deal with what they conjure up. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience. And, and yeah, no, it's not enough. an appropriate place for it. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. That's so, just my professional opinion. How's yeah. that? <laughs> so if anybody wants to find out more about the Chester Ghost Tours and, and uh, your group, how can they do that? You can find us on Facebook at uh, Haunted Chester 1914 Jail or uh, ChesterSCHistory.org is our website. The ghost tours are listed on there, I hope, still. Um, and if not, we'll be gearing all up and we'll be on Facebook and putting out um, uh, advertising. But check our Chester County Historical Society page. That's the best place to find us. Nice. And, and, and the tours will be up. And I found you guys, I happened to see it, something you had posted on, I think it was Paranormal and Supernatural Events uh, Facebook page. And just... Right. Your name caught my eye, and I'm like, that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. So well, I, uh, I threw it out to Ron. I'm like, what do you think? I don't think we've had him on the show, so let's call him. Well, right. I thank you for having me. Well, we want to thank you very much, Liz. And uh, next week, uh, tune in when we will have, uh, we'll be talking haunted lighthouses in Michigan. So uh, okay. that should be fun, too. So uh, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Patreon, on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and uh, 
that's about it. So be safe, everyone. Uh, good night and God bless. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Liz. You were a great guest. Thank you for having me. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good 